and you're whining. Episode 19. Is that right? 19? 19, yes. Episode 19. I'm Rod Coleman. This is my idiot friend, Andrew McPhee. What are you doing? Messing with the levels already? Yeah, go now. Like start again? or No, just carry on. Okay. This is my idiot friend, Andrew McPhee. Andrew, how are you? I'm good. We're late recording this week. It's Saturday, uh, July 6th. Uh, it's been a busy week for us too. We haven't been able to get together to do the podcast after uh, our shambolic trip to Seattle last weekend. <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk about that uh, that trip and that game. Uh, we're going to talk, obviously, a little bit about uh, the Whitecaps uh, are in LA today to play LAFC, the league leaders or the West leaders. Uh, apparently, they felt that earthquake last night, according to their Twitter. Uh, so... Maybe it was the news of Ali Adnan signing that caused the earthquake in Cali. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so the Whitecaps are playing. What else? We're going to talk about uh, tomorrow, the big day of finals. We've got the Women's World Cup final. We have the Copa America final and we have the Gold Cup final all uh, lined up for for Sunday of football. So we're going to preview those games uh, in our own... uh, Completely, idiotic way. <laughs> completely idiotic. Completely uneducated way. <laughs> uh, we've got What Does Twitter Want, which took a slightly uh, non-sporting turn this week. And uh, and also red and yellow cards. Have you got any red and yellow cards? I've got uh, at least a yellow card. It might turn into a red by the end of the show. Okay, I've got a, I've got a yellow card as well this week, so we're good. So I guess let's start with uh, let's start with Seattle uh, away last week. It was a one nil defeat in the end, and ninety I think it was the ninety fourth, ninety third minute that they they finally broke us down and uh, and got through. Uh, where do you want to start with this one? Do you want to start with uh, the our personal trip or the game? Uh, let's go with the game. Okay. I actually really enjoyed the game. It was probably outside of the of the victories. It was probably the most enjoyable of the defeats, and I think it was the best footballing game that we've had down there. Oh, it was certainly uh, it was different to some of the games we've seen before. It was it was end to end. There were chances for both teams. It was pretty pretty good. Pretty good. It's I'd- not very often that you get a game in the MLS that you can't that you don't want to take your eyes off. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you'll obviously we watch all the games, but you know if you get distracted in a conversation during the game, do you know what I mean? You're not really bothered. Yeah. Whereas yeah. that was a game that like really was really engaging. Like the football was was good. It was it was one of the better MLS games I've watched. I felt. Um, it obviously it was disappointing to to get the to to lose in the end, snatch a defeat from the jaws of <laughs> victory almost, but defeat from the jaws of a hard earned point. But having said that, there's two ways to look at this. You can either admire what De Santos did, which was to just go for it. Death or glory. <laughs> yeah, which it was kamikaze at the end. It was it was fun to watch. Like the, we had a breakaway with about five minutes to go where we actually lost the ball and we'd pushed seven men forward and then we got caught four on four and it didn't result in a gay in a goal. But you know, to do that when it's nil-nil with five minutes to go at your biggest rivals is not something you see very often, especially for just a league game. It felt very much like a cup game 
at uh, the end of it where it was, you know, next goal wins type of thing. Um, unfortunately, the the Whitecaps did lose it, but there's two ways to look at it. You either admire the fact that they went for it or you are frustrated at the fact that they didn't do the common sense thing, which was to just shut up shop and, you know, with 15 minutes to go, just go and get the point. Because I don't To think be honest, though, I think that this team is not a team... I was going to say, they're not a team that can shut up shop and be defensive and be organised in the last 10 minutes of a game. I prefer them to go down losing the way that they did. Yeah, me, I I, I don't disagree with that. I thought it was great. And and then, like I say, we walked away, like, you know, most times when you lose a last minute, uh, you lose to a last minute goal, you, you walk away frustrated. But I didn't, we, we both walked away saying, you know what? That was that, that was, was annoying. Value, but that was value for money. <laughs> yeah, that was annoying, but at least we we gave it a go. And uh, yeah, so obviously, I mean, the the game itself. Uh, I have to say, again, the Whitecaps looked so much better when Venuto came on and just opened it up. Like, I know technically he can be frustrating at times, but his speed, you can see, it terrifies defenders yeah and I, we'd said the, the other week I think that bringing him on later in the game when he's got that speed and fresh legs against players that are 70-80 minutes into a game is probably the best way to use him because he's whenever he comes on when when he plays from the start he gets less and less effective I think but as that late sort of impact sub definitely makes an impact you know I'm gonna I'm gonna make a very bold prediction on Venuto but he reminds me a lot of Camillo in the sense that when Camillo the first season I think Camillo was really frustrating like you could see there was something there but nothing really ever came off came off he would he get the ball tangled up in his feet and you could see there was a player there and his speed terrified him but he never really impacted the the games you where you wanted them to and then he burst onto the scene obviously the the year when he got the 20 goals I I could see Venuto pulling that together in the next couple of years. Like I I just think you know what I I just think he needs a run of four three goals in four games. You know just to get the confidence up, and then I I think you might see a player really developing him. I think he's the the one that if you if you're looking within the squad who's going to become who's got the opportunity to become next level. He's the one I think I see it in. Interesting. I mean he's. Definitely been one of the, for me, in the first few games, I, I was saying, yeah, Venuto looks a player, but he, he just, yeah, he needs that so he needs that something to kick into his game because he's so in and out, like hot and cold. And as I've said, I think it's better for him coming on late in games, but that's not the way that you get momentum. That's not the way that you build confidence in, and grow as a player, right? So, yeah, he's going to have to do something, but uh, let's see, let's see. Yeah, so uh, I don't think there's much more to say about about that game. Obviously, the less we talk about no, I want to Seattle. The better, one, but... one thing I want to say about it is um, the the fans. It was great down there, and there was a lot of um, there were loads of people. Hey, more than probably you know what Sounders expected because all the concessions were closed, and you couldn't like the lineups were massive because that that whole up there all the concession stands were closed down but so many fans showed up I think it took everyone by surprise it was really good and I I was actually speaking to one of the the Whitecaps reps at the stadium and I said oh how many how many are we expecting and they said oh we've we've got about 400 coming down 
but there was way more than 400 yeah, in that away have... end. It was like two to a seat down down near the front, which was great. But I think a lot of people did what we did, which was just buy cheap tickets somewhere else in the stadium and walk around to the away end. Yeah, because of the last minute. It, it was decent. I mean, obviously lining up for 20 minutes for a, a pop and some fries is annoying, but um, <laughs> take nothing away from the fans that showed up. It was a good time. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good. It was a good turnout for the from the Whitecaps, considering you know the way they they've they've played the last couple of seasons down there. Um, it helps, obviously. It's a Saturday night. It's nice to get the Saturday night games back. But uh, yeah, all all around, I thought a decent performance and not really the result that they deserved on the night. Well, you um, saw what the manager said, right? They were asking him after the game, and he went, "Look, I'm pissed. Just yeah, let's do I this again that, yeah. tomorrow." You, and you you feel for him because. Like we just said, death or glory approach is risky, but it was so much fun. It was, like- and the thing is, is in a league in a league like the MLS, where winning the supporters' shield in the grand scheme of things is not that important. Like you, you can finish in the top half and, and you make the playoffs and and still have a successful season. But when you have that much opportunity, you may as well go for it because if you win. 50% of those games where you go for it in the last 15 minutes and open the game up, you're probably going to end up with more points than shutting out games. At, yeah, trying you know to be it, defensive. Yeah, and and probably increasing your chances of making the playoffs. So I'm, put, I was all for it. Yeah, I, I liked it. In football, we even in our pub team stuff we do here, we say, we say, we talk and we go, right, don't let the other team get comfortable. Put them on the back foot. Because it takes a lot and it takes real organization and dedication in training to be one of those teams that can sit and just block everything and to me it's a cliche but defense is not you know to attack you've got to 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 be aggressive is the is the best way um attack is the best form of defense is the cliche right that's what they always say and the way i want to see teams play is exactly how the white white caps played put the other team on the back foot get the fullbacks turning around get them looking over their heads for balls into the corner push push the defenders like that's the way to win and i think on average you'd win more than you lose playing that way but obviously teams well could, the other reason is is cuz you get a reputation for being that team and then te- other teams automatically fear you a yeah, little bit more like, cuz they know you they're going to you, you know you they've got to be more careful when they go forward cuz they know they're going to get picked off if they're not you know yeah yeah. So anyway, so that was the Seattle away. Outside of the football, I had a bit of a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was is we we actually didn't plan any of our away trip until literally 10 p.m. on Friday night was when I when I booked the rental car, uh, and then I booked a couple of tickets online. Let uh, me for like 20 bucks. How did you choose this rental car? Yeah, it was the cheapest one. Right. That okay. was it. That was the logic there. So, so common logic of find the cheapest and book it yeah. and not really check it out. Yeah, don't check it out. Right. Uh, so what happened was uh, we woke up about, what was it, nine o'clock, I text you. We headed out. The rental car company was down by Bridgeport uh, Station. So we headed out there. As we got off the train, Andrew says to me, have you got your passport? <laughs> Which, of course, I didn't have. I can't believe that. So I was already pissed off. Then we get to the rental car company. 
there was three people in line. It took how long were we there? At well, least fifty minutes. I went to the Starbucks. Cause I I stood in there for five minutes and went fuck this and just left. Went to Starbucks, got some cups of tea, got a sandwich, came back thinking, oh, he'll be getting the keys now. Nope. Nope. I was in there for at least fifty minutes waiting to get the key. We got the car. Then there was another fucking couple on holiday who had blocked the exit so we couldn't get out. We couldn't drive out of the place. Then we had to drive back down to the West End so I could get my passport and then we headed out to Seattle. So we always have our traditional stop at the uh, premium outlets to go to the Adidas store. The Adidas store had a massive sale on (laughs) with about about 3,000 people people in there. Oh my God. And we didn't have the time because we left so late we didn't have the time to really go through the sale we just wanted to quick in and out that was impossible so we got back in the car got down to seattle lose to a 93 minute goal it was it was utterly shambolic the build <laughs> the build up to the game was shambolic um but a shout out to the uh what is that supermarket called on the i5 there that we always go oh, to birch bay birch bay that supermarket and those chicken tenders that's the, for me. They've been a savior for oh, many years for us, haven't they? That that's they are uh, phenomenal. They're tasty little rascals. So if you know anyone down in Birch Bay that wants to buy some chicken tenders and send them across the border, <laughs> I'm in. Um, but yeah, it was. You know what? I was thinking about it and uh, the journey back. Obviously, we're not. We don't normally stay in Seattle, so we could choose to stay there overnight, but we never do. And when I was walking home, and um, we. It'd been the end of a really long day and we were walking back and we were talking like, you know, talking silly things on the Twitter and posting ridiculous questions and all that. I thought, yeah, this is, it was a fun trip. It was a good, like a good day. And it had been a long time since I'd even done it. I can't remember the last time I went down to Seattle, but um, it was good to get get back into it and it makes me look forward to Portland away a lot more. Yeah, Portland away is the is the next one in August. So uh, I'm a bit annoyed we couldn't be in LA this weekend because that was a great trip last year. Well, we'll do but it. Again circumstances, you know. Well, talk about LA away. Obviously, the boys are there tonight. Uh, Seven thirty kickoff. Uh, last year, like when we went down, there was a, a good performance in the end. They were two 0 down and, and pulled themselves back into it. Uh, got the two two draw. Uh, it's hard to really see them getting anything out of the game tonight, in all honesty. LA are playing really well, and especially at home. So, um, y- you know, you've got to say a point there would be would be a point a miracle. gained. Yeah, so uh, that one kicks off at 7.30. We've got our brand new signing that we've had for the last six months. Ali Adnan is now here full-time. I'm sure you read that news yesterday. It was pretty... Oh, no, mate, I, I wasn't aware. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any any social media anywhere that's told me about this. Who's this guy, Ali Adnan, a new signing? I've not seen any news of it anywhere. Honestly, yesterday I was cringing because, to me, it was like... By the way, I love that the preview of the LA game was just... Would be lucky to get a point. <laughs> That's it. There's no, nothing no, else to talk no, nothing about. Nothing to do with like Carlos Vela and the players to watch. And the only what, way what we're the... getting out of there with anything is if there's another massive earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> the Whitecaps will get a point if the game gets abandoned because the pitch breaks open. But uh, yeah, I want to talk about this Ali Adnan thing because you know it's great that he's signed. Uh, obviously, everybody's happy about that, but. The, media, the the social media coverage was so over the top for a player that's been here six months. I mean, I had to check. I thought, have we signed Messi? And I don't know. Like, what's this? You know, you know what? 
I think that uh, I think Ali Adnan, this Ali Adnan signing has been in the bag for a long time, and I think the club have played it out as if like it's been a real struggle to make to kind of quieten those rumblings of you know oh we don't spend money and you know they get criticised a lot for not signing big players and I think they've I have no basis for this whatsoever other than I think that they've dragged it out even though it's it's been a done deal for a while. I think they've dragged it out to to make it look like they've had to work really hard at something that was that was done a while ago. You could be right, but um, again, the manager was pretty, getting pretty annoyed because people kept asking him. He's like, "I don't know, I don't know, I don't know." Like, so if if they were doing that, then they've done a good job on the manager because he was acting as if he didn't know what was going on and getting really frustrated. Well, with or, or he's just a good, or he's good at playing the game. But the more questions you ask him the more likely the the plan is to unravel, right? So, But I I don't know. It's just like, have you ever seen so much drama over a loan signing, signing full-time? Like, it's the most Everton reaction to it that I've ever seen. uh, And I know that he's... I've Honestly, critic- yesterday when I was watching that, I was like, this is what it must be like to support Everton. <laughs> <laughs> you shit in the league. You're like... You, you shit in the league. You're going nowhere. Your rivals are miles better than you. And you've, so- you've and you're signed celebrating a, a sign-in, a, f- a, a permanent sign-in that's been on loan for months. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. And I know I've said about Ali Adnan before, he's big-time Charlie and all this and all that. And... Uh, he is undoubtedly one of the better players in that team, but he's still an average player in the MLS. And our social, the Whitecaps social media, are making out that we've signed the, the spawn of Lionel Messi, some fucking <laughs> ridiculously good player. Who, I mean, am I being unfair on him? I don't know. I think you're being a little harsh, but he's not. He's not gonna turn this team around because he's already been here six months so you know it's great that you've kept one of those pieces of the puzzle that is working that's working but you need another focus three or on four. the other pieces yeah you need another three or four <laughs> now do you think because again on the footage probably one of the best things he did for the club is that goal when he, he cut inside the two defenders and got mm. that lucky, a little bit of a lucky bounce through. Personally, I think his best moment was the Penenka penalty. The Penenka penalty. <laughs> oh my God. They didn't put that on Twitter, did they? <laughs> We've just signed the bloke that took the shittest penalty in history. Like we didn't see any Twitter posts about that. But No, I mean, do, do you think he's got that goal in him? We like. No. He's not going to do that every week, is back. he? But that's what people are saying. Like, oh, we've signed this great attacking player. He's not going to be able to do that goal week in, week out. And I think that people have to have the, you know, realise that he is a good player, but we've signed him as a left-back. Yeah, but the thing is, is like I, for all the criticism, I, I like Adnan, and I think he's probably the, the technically the best player we've got right now. Um, but I do think he can have an impact at left-back. I think he can have a similar impact that uh, like Robertson has at Liverpool. You know, considering all, you know, you're lowering the standard of everybody around you as well. Like, he's got that creativity on the left. And I, and I, he's going to be, certainly going to be one of those, that if the Whitecaps are going to rescue this season or if they're going to make a challenge next season, he's going to be one of the reasons why we do that. But he's still been here six months. <laughs> like It's not like we've, we've plucked him out of thin air, you know, and he's and he's another piece to the puzzle. He's just... We've just kept it. That's it. And then there's this 
the Tam and Gam stuff came back into play. Tam and Gam is back. And I've got... And we still, still haven't read. No, I don't... <laughs> I can't get my head around it, but um, our day is, has been tammed, right? Our day is just tammed. He's been tammed. Montero's been gammed. Everyone's been tam-gammed. Like, no one really knows what's going on. There's a lot of tamming and gamming going on. <laughs> we can't really... We're not really sure about any of it, but tam So basically, I think... Uh, uh, Adnan has become a DP, a designated player, which means he has had that significant pay rise that what we were, talked we were about. talking about. And uh, and I think it's Ardeas, right, that yeah. they've paid down. So he's no, he's no longer a DP. And so now they're t- talking about if we're going to sign another player, um, you know, that might need to be DP status that we can use the TAM or GAM, whatever, to pay down Montero's uh, wage in order to free up another spot. So it's all very ridiculously, unnecessarily stupid. And it's a, it's a question of, bas- well, it's basically, Tam Gam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, how long have you been waiting to say that? Uh, three minutes. You've set me up for that. <laughs> <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> okay. No, but talking about that, like, is that going to upset the dressing room a little bit for... I don't think so because I think they still get paid the same money. It's just the allocation of right, so. of money comes from different areas, which allows them to free up spots. Is what I think. I don't think it changes the wage of any other player. Because if it if it did, that would be a bit weird. Right. Yeah. All right. So that's Whitecaps then this week. Uh, we'll see how they get on tonight. Nobody's expecting much, I don't think, from that one. Uh, so let's look at tomorrow. We've got a full day of international finals. Andrew, are you excited? No. We should add that we won't be watching the LA, uh, the LA FC game tonight. Won't we? No, because we'll be at McCartney. Oh, yeah, we're watching Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah. What anyway. time's McCartney? Eight o'clock? I don't know. Well, we can watch the first half. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. We'll, <laughs> we'll get them to put it on in BC Place. <laughs> eh? Uh, on, the, on the Jumbotron. On the Jumbotron. <laughs> anyway, Sunday, we've got the three finals. It starts off uh, early, I think uh, about nine. What time does the Women's World Cup final kick off? 9.30? 11 o'clock? I don't know. So the Women's World Cup final is the first game. We've got the USA against the uh, Netherlands. Then we have the Copa America final, Brazil versus Peru. And then we have the Gold Cup final, USA versus uh, Mexico. So uh, lots, of, lots of football going on tomorrow. Uh, the Women's World Cup... The American team. They are fucking horrible. They're horrible. Horrible. Come on, Holland. Come on, Holland. <laughs> like, I, I watched the semi-final, the England semi-final, and England was so unlucky again. I just couldn't believe that the USA get through. I, I know they VAR'd the equalising goal and said it was offside. And I know that in, isn't offside. It's that not rule offside. has to change. It's I've not complained offside. about it before. It's ridiculous. It's not offside. And the uh, England missed the penalty, right? Yeah. As well. Uh, the USA are so fucking arrogant. Like that girl, Alex Morgan, again, doing the whole like drinking tea celebration and then complaining that people find it offensive. It's like you, you, you're making cultural digs at people over a football goal. Yeah. Uh, Can't and you, just... you know what really annoys me about, about that is I, I don't really give a shit about the tea drinking celebration. Like, you know, it is what it is. But when you do it and then you get criticism, like expect the criticism because... And then the other thing was is that she said later on, oh, that shows uh, 
the difference in attitude because if it was if it was the men's sport and they did that, it would never be criticised. Nothing and to do like, with that. Though. Yes, it would. <laughs> Absolutely, it would. This is like when you're in the spotlight. This is what you get. This is what you asked for. This is what you get now. Like, don't act like a prick and then get upset when people react to it. Like, and try and blame it on some other. Like, try and change the agenda to something else which is not even connected. Anyway. That's that World Cup final. Holland, come, come on, on, Holland. Come on. Come on, you tangerines. I would love nothing more than to see 11 crying yanks tomorrow. Oh, my God. It would be a lovely end <laughs> to what's been a great tournament. Uh, so that's the first one. Uh, the next one, Brazil uh, play Peru in uh, in Rio for the, the Copa America final. Um, well... Brazil played Peru in the group stages of this tournament and won 5-0. So I think that's, that tells you uh, the expectations for this final. No, but I want to talk about the the, the Argentina game because I'm you didn't mention this, but I'm sure I'm surprised you didn't because I'm sure you must have heard about it. Where Their reaction. The Argentinian Football Federation has yes. written a letter saying, yeah. this is outrageous. Like the Brazilian president's security team jam the VAR radio and stopped it working. <laughs> like, yeah. What? You know what? There is no country in the world more bitter about losing than the Argentinians. <laughs> they cannot handle it at all. And at the end, I don't know if, did you watch the game? No, I The didn't. referee actually had a great game. There wasn't, there was no, not I according mean, to Lionel Messi. I mean, well, yeah, but, um, you know, obviously the, 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 the tournament is happening in Brazil, so they, they do have a home team advantage. But the referee ref that game. There wasn't any really controversial decision in it, no matter what the Argentinians tried to, to say. Um, but I did see that they'd written a letter and he just, yeah. Uh, Argentina are basically deflecting from the fact that trying to kick 11 Brazilians off the park didn't work again and that they've blown the the greatest player to possibly have ever played the game. They've blown the opportunity to win anything in his career due to just horrible mismanagement from the Argentine FA and uh, But the VAR was the national was team. broken, hey. It did it did have a problem on the day of the game or something. And then the But it it but they it was still usable for all the for anything that was controversial. It's so funny that like, oh, the Brazilian president, like his security people are deliberately jamming the VAR. And it's, what's crazy about that is at the time, the Brazilian president was trying to fly cocaine to Japan. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know why they, why they were upset about that because he was, he was elsewhere. But anyway, so we've got Brazil versus Peru tomorrow. Um, Peruvians did really well. I don't know if you watched the other semi-final, but they, they played Chile, who have won the last two Copa Americas. They were they were on for their, their third title in a row. And absolutely played them off the park. They won 3-0. Um, but the highlight of the game happened right at the end. Chile actually got a penalty. Have you seen it? No. Chile got a penalty in in like the, the dying, dying seconds of the game. Like literally 95th minute. They're 3-0 down. They're going out. It's game over. <laughs> the guy taking the penalty, I've forgotten his name, tries to penenka it. And the keeper just like just like literally catches it one handed, <laughs> but he could have headed it off the line. And I was like, oh, I wish he. I bet you he thinks I wish I could have that moment back. Three and just nil up, it. just nod it clear. <laughs> oh God. Save a penalty with a header. <laughs> so, uh, but also, what are you doing trying a Panenka three nil down in a semi final? I mean, just stick the thing away, just blast it and whatever. Yeah. So that was the that was their semi finals. 
Um, it's hard to see Brazil not winning that one, but uh, but we'll see. And then we uh, and then we come to the the Gold Cup final uh, tomorrow night. I think it kicks off about six p.m. our time. Uh, it's Mexico versus uh, the States again. Where where's that game being held? Uh, Chicago. Right. Come on, Mexico. Come on, Mexico. <laughs> Uh yeah the uh it's it's been I actually I actually think that the states might win this one. I I've I've watched Mexico a few times in this tournament and I don't think that they've been very good. And it, obviously before the Seattle game last week Canada played Haiti and the Canadians must be looking back at that game and this tournament and thinking we will never have a better chance to to win this tournament because 2-0 up at half-time against Haiti in the quarterfinals is a great opportunity. And Mexico have not been good in this tournament. They uh, Obviously, they won their first game against uh, Cuba, I think, 7-0. Yeah. But after that, they played Canada in a game that they won 3-1 but didn't really tell the story of the game. Canada were unlucky. Then they squeezed past Martinique, 3-2. Then they squeezed past... Um, who did they play in the quarters? I can't remember. But they, they, they weren't... Particular, oh, Costa Rica, was it? They just got past Costa Rica. And then they play Haiti in the semifinals and they only get through via a 93rd-minute penalty that wasn't a penalty. So Canada must be looking at, at, you know, at this tournament and thinking, God, did we ever blow it? Yeah, totally. Uh, so frustrating. Which we, uh, you didn't mention that, but that, that was the day of the Seattle game and we were walk, we were looking at the scores on the way down and we knew that Canada was 2-0 up. And then we're walking past that bar to go to the stadium and you you go, Haiti's winning 3-2. And I'm like, yeah, of course they are. And they Yes, actually that's right. Were. When we were walking to the pub, I was like, yeah. it says they're 3-2 up. And you were like, yeah, yeah, okay. And I was like, no, it they really are. <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously we'll all be cheering Mexico to, tomorrow as well. Wouldn't it be great if the States lost both finals? It'd oh, be amazing. They won't. just be delicious. Yeah. On uh, Just after Independence Day as well. <laughs> Yeah, it would be great, but I can't say Just after the proclamation that they shut down the airports in 1775. Well, I mean, it's easy to shut down those airports when they don't exist, I guess. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, it's hard. Like, obviously, if you're looking at the three games, you'd have to think that uh, obviously the the women's, the United States women's team will win that tournament. Probably Brazil and uh, probably Mexico, I think, will win win the Gold Cup. What do you think? Well, they're aren't they a much much better team on paper than the USA Mexico yeah yeah and if I, I if I was I mean I don't know but I, if I was Mexican I would really really want to batter the states oh yeah wouldn't you like they must be like you know what if we get 4-0 up, I, I, there's nothing I would love more than them to be winning like 7-0 but really celebrating the 7th goal and then nobody in America can complain about anything after what the women's team yeah. did, you know or what do, I mean do something like go 5-0 up and then put the goalie up front and put the striker <laughs> just, in goal yeah and then just really just take be like, the well, piss just be like well you know you were doing this with your women's team yeah. so now when this the 8th goal get. goes in run the goal give her <laughs> Give the goalie a tap in and then have him run the length of the pitch and slide. <laughs> really just drive it yeah, in. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Uh, I'd love to see the Mexicans absolutely spanner them. But uh, yeah, I think they should they should win it. But we'll see. So that's Cup Final Sunday. Still no Premier League to talk about. Still no. no. Can't wait. It's only, um, what, August the 4th is the Charity Shield. So we haven't got long to yeah, wait. A month. Another month to go, yeah. 
Uh, so, what does Twitter want, Andrew? It's it's disappointingly quiet on Twitter, aside from um, the one the one question I asked last Saturday, which has proved to be quite controversial. And I don't even know where this came. Oh, w- w- when we were walking back into the West End, on down um, Barclay Street, and if any of you are downtown uh, residents and you walk down Barclay Street in the West End, you might know that there are some really aggressive crows living on that road, to the point where they'll they'll crow at you and fly down the street alongside you while you walk. So we were walking down that road, and I just said, "Oh man, I don't like crows at all." I'll tell you what, crows are nasty. You don't want to fight off a crow. And then the question came up and I put it on Twitter. (laughs) Would you rather fight a 70 pound police dog or 60 crows? And the reason for the 60 crows is we estimated that the 60 crows would weigh the same as a 70 pound police dog. So that was the question. And of course, my friend here says, are you an idiot? I'd fight the crows. You couldn't fight a police dog off. There is no way you're getting out of a battle with a police dog, but you have a chance against 60 crows. You d- <laughs> have you ever punched a crow in the face? They don't come back. You've only got to throw 60, 60 you just, punches. You've just got to throw 60 very accurate punches. You punch a police dog right on the nose, it's coming right back at you more annoyed than it was the first time. There's no way you're winning that. Well, actually, Twitter disagrees. So Twitter's um, an idiot, though. So, um, <laughs> Fully aroused, says police dog. Tim Altman says, police dog, you've only got to fight the one-off. <laughs> you, you, but you're, tr- you're fighting a trained savage. It's like saying, would you, do you want to fight like, uh, what's that Canadian fighter, George Saint-Pierre? G- GSP. Do you want to play, do you want to fight GSP or 65-year-olds? That's, that's what you've, that's your option. No, it's not. Cause of fi- course it is. Five-year-olds won't peck your eyes out. Neither will crows. They will. They will get there. So Fully Aroused made one of my favourite Twitter comments to this. Maybe Rod should now be the one referred to as my idiot friend. <laughs> Even 20 crows would be too much to fend no. off. Fully Aroused must be a... Must but not be a good is, fighter. I don't is, know. I've never met the guy, but he can't be a fighter. There's this is no one way. of those hypothetical things that I actually want to try and make a reality. <laughs> like, how can I get you into a cage with 60 crows and a police dog? Well, it, we weren't talking about a cage. No, but th- for the purposes of a scientific experiment, I'd need to lock you in a chamber of some kind. But it would be it would have to be a big enough cage that they could fly away. What, to escape your vicious blows? Well, I mean, that's part of the point. I don't want to kill... I'm not talking about killing 60 crows. I'm no, just saying you're talking about be... get, deflecting them away. Yeah. I'm telling you, have you ever been attacked by a crow? They're vicious. I've been attacked by many crows. I've lived in the West End for 10 years. Yeah, so you're not you're not worried about the crows? No, I could, I could take on 60 crows in my sleep. If anyone out there in the Twitterverse can help me arrange this, I really want to see him fight 60 crows. I also think that if more people knew about it, they would agree with me. Well, I don't know. I, there's just no logic in trying to fight a police dog. I, like, how are you going to win that? People in protective bodysuits can't beat police dogs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, like, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about those videos where they set the dog on the guy and it just runs and annihilates him. <laughs> oh, well. Anything else football related on what does Twitter want? Um, I'm just checking now. Um... There was one, but I don't really 
I don't really know how to answer it because I didn't do any research. Go on. Who is a better colour commentator, Dasso or Colin Miller? That's an interesting one. What I can you explain to me what colour commentator is? Uh, it's it's co commentator. Right, so it's the person that adds the. Yeah. So I'm the colour commentator of this podcast. Well, I, I, you, I'm glad you've reduced yourself to the colour colour podcaster. The colour podcaster. <laughs> uh, so with regards to your question, I don't know who either of those people are, and it's not that I haven't heard them. I'm sure it's just that I don't ever pay attention to who's commentating. Are you the same? Like I never know who's commentating. No, they're just two voices to it's me. It's two that... voices. No, well, that's not quite true. The we... only one I know consistently is Jim Beglin. Well, Jim Beglin, and that's because everybody Hates fucking him. shouts at him. Yeah. But other than that, I don't. I couldn't tell you one voice from another. So, you know, John Motson, though. He's dead, isn't he? No. Um, oh, Jimmy Greaves. Peter Drury. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't. I know all these names, but I wouldn't like Andy it... Townsend. Yeah, I, I know who they are. But you know, and you hear them. Com- you know, they they're the commentators for like European games and all that shit, right? Yeah, but I get, again, if you just if you said to me when a game's on, is is that Andy Townsend? I would just say yeah, but it might not be because you don't listen to them. Basically, when you're watching football matches, in your head is a little like there's unicorns and rainbows bouncing around, and you're just watching the TV. No, I just don't need other people to tell me what's going on. I can see it. And judge it with my own eyes. Would you wear? Would you watch a football match with noise cancelling headphones on? No, because I like the crowd noise. Right. Okay. So, but would, if I could watch it, if we could put it on with just the crowd, with just noise. the crowd noise, I'd do that. That's an interesting concept. Like, would broadcasters give they, you the option? They did. I'm sure they used to. They yeah. used to in the UK. On, in, on Sky, you used to be able to press the red button and yeah. switch the commentary off. Right? Yeah, I don't know if they still do it, but you certainly used to be able to. Speaking of that, do you know what someone said to me the other day? This is a bit of a tangent, but um, I totally forgot about it. Years, A few years back, my dad bought a 3D TV when everyone was buying 3D TVs. In I the think UK. everybody wasn't buying 3D well, TVs, that's the point. which is they why they don't out, exist right? anymore. But did you ever watch a 3D football match? No. It was insane. Like, I remember sitting watching Liverpool-Chelsea in 3D and you put the glasses on and you turn them on and they, they match with their their battery powered, right? So the polarisation matches with the TV. And um, cricket and darts in 3D were good as well. But it was... It was brilliant, except after the game. And then we, we won. It wasn't because of the result. I had an absolutely splitting headache from the from watching the 3D. But the idea of it was amazing. Just really good. And I was saying, saying to a kid at work, with um, 3D displays and TV, it kind of just died, right? It's done. Yeah. It never worked. Yeah, it's not going to But um, with like mini discs, remember mini discs? Yeah, mini <laughs> um, but it could make a comeback, like with VR and all the stuff that's going on in that realm now. Like watching sport in a VR headset in 3D and like uh, putting yourself anywhere you want. 3D TV is never going to be a thing. It's over. It's over. People don't want to sit in their living room with fucking head, like what do you call them? Goggles on or whatever. You know you know what I always remember about it? You know on a TV when, um, when you're watching in the stadium, obviously it's different and you see a shot and you, you know how close it was to the goal. You sort of instinctively know. Right. But on TV, sometimes when a player takes a shot, it might look really close. But then when they show it from another angle, it's gone like 20 yards wide and it's wildly curled. Or Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In 3D, 
on the watching t- the sport in 3D. You never got that. You always just saw it like with the goggles with the glasses on. You saw it as if you were in the stadium, so you didn't ever misjudge it because of the TV effect, which was weird. It kind of took a little bit away from the well, depending on how you want to look at it, it took a little bit, a little bit away from the watching experience because you were seeing it in a really weird way. And th- when them, when they do throw-ins, they'd always put the camera right behind the player taking the throw-in, and to have that sense of depth on the TV was weird. It, like it gave you a little bit, almost like motion sick. You know what I mean? Like when the camera moved quickly, it was odd. Anyway, well, thank you for that, that random insight <laughs> into. I apologise to our listeners. Are you well, finished? Are you finished with 3D TV? I'm now thinking about whether we could set up a some kind of VR crow battle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Red and yellow cards. Oh, God. Have you got any? Yeah. Yellow card to Alex Morgan for being a tit again. Okay. Easy. Uh, any particular instance, or is it just an accumulation of fouls? Accumulation of... Useless behaviour. Oh, no. I did see an interesting stat about her yesterday that I wanted to talk about. Um, because I don't believe it can be true, but apparently it is. Someone made the claim that the US women's national team jersey, the Nike jersey, is now the biggest selling Nike soccer jersey of all time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I find that hard to believe, considering Nike also do Barcelona. and. Well, that's what the story said. It said they've outsold... But the Barcelona shirts, United. Who where else is... where did you see this? Someone put it on Facebook. Oh, but... it must be true then. No, let me find the article. <laughs> but it um it came from an, a news article. Um, yeah, let me find the status now. Anyway, I've got a yellow card this week. Soccerbible.com. Okay, so that's not a fucking news outlet, is it? That is a clickbait website. Is it? <laughs> Soccerbible.com is not. A reliable we don't we don't rely on them no it might be true but that doesn't take away the fact that soccer bible is nonsense so soccerbible.com says that the nike nike ceo mark parker announced on a company call about nike's earnings the usa women's home jersey is now the number one soccer jersey men's or women's ever sold on nike.com in one season so it's not quite it's the biggest shirt in the world. It's the biggest one they've sold on the Nike.com website, which makes more. I, I can believe that well, more. Nike.com is the um, like the American. Yes. Yeah, so so the, that's not that's not including sales from the Barcelona club shop and all yeah, that. That's really spinning a fact there. So actually, you're correct. Soccerbible.com has put in a clickbait headline that says it's the best-selling football jersey ever that they've sold on their website specifically for the states. For the states. <laughs> Well done. Okay. Right, they get a yellow card. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, my yellow card goes to... uh, Actually, I think you'll like this one. Um, The big ego at LA Galaxy. Do you know his name? No. You don't know who the big ego is at LA Galaxy? Come on, think. No. You don't know who it is? It's Zlatan, isn't it? Okay. Do you know his second name? Ibrahimovic. No, you're wrong. They played Toronto on Wednesday night, and on the back of his shirt, they printed Erba Hemovic. (laughs) (laughs) Erba Hemovic? And he scored twice. (laughs) Yeah, so LA Galaxy beat Toronto 2-0. Zlatan got both goals, but they spelt his name wrong on the back of his shirt. 
which has got to have damaged his ego a little bit. So who do, who's do, who does that? Well, I don't know, but like I, the I kit, so, surely the LA Galaxy kit manager has been fired for that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, Erbahemovic got two. Was it not a joke of some kind? I don't or? think so. No, they it, well, they certainly didn't dress it up like that. But uh, so my yellow card goes to the the LA Galaxy kit man printer <laughs> for not knowing how to spell their most expensive player's name. That's ridiculous. And that's it. Have you got any red cards? No, I'm not going to give out a red this week. No. You feeling happy? Feeling good? I, I was trying to think if there's anyone in Seattle that deserved a red card, but do you know what? We weren't there long enough. We, well, <laughs> aside from you, actually you for being a complete buffoon, you should get a red card. Yeah. For picking a car hire place that's miles out of town and then forgetting your fucking passport so we have to go back. Yeah, but, I mean, um, that's, that is... Is that worthy of a red? That's a justifiable red card. All right, that's it then. You that can doesn't have... need a VAR. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're, not said, we're not looking at that one again on the TV. No chance. Um, <laughs> oh, no. VAR, though, you just reminded me. So we mentioned that... Um, we, we talked about VAR last week, but then we saw that... Remember that video clip of the Australian referee? That they mm. for his last game. Yeah, they, that's um, actually a really it's really cool great clip. Yeah, yeah and he's so, going to go manage in England next season. Is he going to the Premier he's, League? No, or? he's going to the Championship. Yeah, oh, he's actually moving to England. I yeah. thought they were go- he was going up a division in Australia. No, but, that's oh. that's what they were talking about. Because right. you know, at the end when the play because it was his last game in the in the, in Australia. Right, and the players were saying to him at the end, "Hopefully, I'll see you next year in the Championship." As in, they all want to go. They okay. all wanna, yeah. So. For anyone that you probably haven't seen the clip, and what I'll do is I'll find it and I'll put it on the Twitter because it's excellent. But uh, for this really well-known referee in the Australian Premier League, his last game, he was fully mic'd up and they released a clip of him basically refing the game. And it, much like in the UK and in other leagues, his other officials are on headsets as well. So they're all talking to each other. But you get this really unique view of him, like, you know, talking the players through the game and all that stuff. And at one point... He does that check for uh, what was it? It wasn't a penalty check, was it? it was no, I think uh, it was. They scored, and there was a question of handball yeah, in the build-up. Right. So what happened was, is they VAR'd it because the opposition who conceded were complaining, and uh, the referee in the VAR studio said, "No, it's not, it's not handball. Uh, it, it's a definite goal." But the re- the referee then says. I'm gonna come over and view it just to just to play the, the sell the, role. just, just to, to sell, sell the decision. Yeah, yeah, I've got to sell the decision to the team, and that was really interesting because we'd said what a week before. Why do these refs go over and check the TV like when they don't have to when it's blatant? And this kind of went a little bit away towards explaining it. It's like, oh, okay, I'm listening. I understand you, the decision's correct, but you know we've got to give it a little bit of credence. I'm just gonna credibility. I'm just gonna come over and check the screen. But it, it was neat, and then. Um, Obviously, as well, that the, the linesman sort of talking him through, talking to him, and him going, "It wasn't an ball," and the linesman going, "You're right, mate. Spot on. I saw no an ball there. Like that. You're absolutely right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. That real time. Like they do talk to each other quite a lot. It's yeah. not just like he goes to the linesman to ask his opinion after something's happening. They were actually talking to each other all the way through, which was interesting. Yeah, you should find that clip and put it, put it on put Twitter. It, I'll put it on it Twitter. Is, it's uh, it's very interesting. So anyway, red card for you. Yeah. I'm, Justified. Do- I'm I'm done. See you next week. We'll see you next. <laughs> it's quite a brisk end. <laughs> uh keep following us on Twitter. We need more Twitter input because I'm tired of talking to this fool every week. 
get us some more questions and uh, spread the word. Let's get more followers, right? We'll see you next time.